Hello, this is Lobster De La Hoya, here to annoy ya. If you ever been to the Paramount Moore or Neptune Theaters in Seattle, Washington, you know just how special they are. I'm asking you to save your stages by donating at stgpresents.org slash donate. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Jeff Reddy and I am here with Dan Droz. My name is Steve Martin. Welcome to Seattle Today. That's right, Seattle Today's here. Uh, we are uh, so proud to be uh, joined by the illustrious Mr. Matt Lucan. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be in the uh, the graces of Steve Martin. The, the Steve <laughs> well, Martin. Yeah, right? When I, see, Matt, when I found out it was you, I was like, all right, call my driver. I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down. <laughs> Matt, have you, have you have you played here before? Yeah, I think only once. It was like a a, a, a grunge fest. It yeah. was like Nirvana, Tad, and Mud Honey. I th- I think you guys called it Lame Fest. Oh, Lame Fest. Oh, yeah. I think it's how yeah, that. Yeah, not grunge fest. Yeah, that was a different. I think it was called Lame Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lame Fest. And then we uh, we did uh, uh, played together and uh, like. Months later in London, and it was Lame Fest UK, where it was like Tad, because Tad and Nirvana were finishing up a tour while we were just going over there. So we played a show together in London. It was Lame Fest UK, but um, yeah, no, I remember it was a bit of a wild show. There was the security here was having a tough time keeping the kids off the stage. Yeah, boy. <laughs> And keeping us from from fucking with the security while they're doing it. <laughs> That's just crazy. So that tour, Mud Honey wasn't on that tour. You went over there for the UK show and and then met up with the Tad Nirvana tour. Yeah, they were they did a tour together, right. and their last show was the one in London, and that was our first show okay. of, of our tour. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and they were all in shambles. The, 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 weren't they all in one van? Yeah, like the, the, Jesus. And like one uh, one road crew guy, one that did dude. sound and tour so managing this is and the, everything. This is the Nirvana Tad, yeah, entourage. Yeah, and, oh, both acts and one guy, in one van, and one crew, and driver, one sound guy, most likely. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a lot of work for that dude. <laughs> did he sleep at all? Uh, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was having to go find guitars every other day to replace Kurt's smash guitar. <laughs> Did he always smash guitars? No, but on a, quite a number of occasions. Yeah. Yeah. But then he'd just go pick up a cheap. Did he do the thing where he would buy a cheap one to smash, or did he smash guitars he liked? No, he just smashed whatever. Yeah. I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's whatever the the <laughs> whatever <laughs> was it was close at hand. Yeah. Whatever he was. Whatever playing he was at the holding. Moment, <laughs> it wasn't like a Paul Stanley thing. Yeah. Or like yeah. I'll just get a Sears guitar to totally. smash. Yeah. It was like what? Well, yeah. Whatever he was playing, and then it's like the next day. I'm like, I guess um. I got to find another guitar <laughs> so I can play the show tonight. That's Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty rock and roll. It is because if you don't have the guitar replaced beforehand, mm-hmm. then you're really you're you got it the right reason. <laughs> right, it's right. It's like yeah. inspired. 
And you can't like, and you know, you can't go to the other bands and say, "Hey, can we can we borrow a guitar?" And they're gonna go, "No, no." no. Yeah. <laughs> or, I saw what you did with yours. I think, yeah, that's another thing. Like when uh, you'd roll into a town and you'd be um, uh, a local band would be opening, and like, "Hey, can I borrow your bass amp?" And I'm like, "You fucking live here." You can't find a bass amp to borrow from one of your friends. I go, oh, I'm touring around. I go, if this thing fucks up, I'm I'm dead in the water. And I go, and you want to borrow it? But I'd, I'd always let them. Oh, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I always thought that was odd. It's like, it it might have been that they had never really played through a beefy rig before. <laughs> and then you show up with the tall, mighty thing. And they're like, oh, my God, I have to use that. I want to play through Lucan's Ampeg. Totally. I want to sound like Lucan. <laughs> But then they don't sound like you because they're not you. Because <laughs> they're not you. Uh, oh, you're gonna have to use my fingers too, Jagoff. Oh Jesus! I wanted to ask you because we we're. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about. Mon- Did you grow up in Montesano or in Aberdeen? Montesano, and- but I lived. Oh, pardon me. I lived in Aberdeen for a couple of years before I moved to Seattle, but. Uh, yeah, no, I grew up in Montesano, <laughs> way outside of town. Is and Montesano smaller than Aberdeen? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I think there's maybe three thousand population now, but I remember it was about two thousand because there would be a sign when you'd roll into town, right. <laughs> Montesano population two thousand. <laughs> I'm like shit, <laughs> and there's one stoplight. Right, <laughs> and you and did and you move like was there a high school there? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Montesano Bulldogs. Right. All right. <laughs> Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, and is that where? So Mon- that's where you went to high school. That's where the like where you started that band. What were they called? <laughs> the Melvins. Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it had a lot of names before that, but we ended like up what? <laughs> yeah, like outstanding. Oh. I have uh, the nerve was an early uh, name. N U R V. All right. Um, shoot, I can't remember the, any of the other ones. <laughs> but uh, we 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 landed on the Melvins, and then we uh, played a show in Olympia. We're like, well, we better stick with the name instead of keep changing it, because that's like what Nirvana did. Like every other week, they'd have a different name of the band. Right, right. And once they actually put out a single or played a show, they had to stick with whatever name they were. But. Um, the Melvins came from um, this guy who worked at the Thriftway in Montesano. Yeah. His real name was Melvin, but uh, Pete, Pete Loman. I don't know if I should probably. Well, this is all true, so it's not like yeah, alleged. Not, it's not fallacy. Yeah. But uh, Buzz and uh, Mike, the original drummer, worked at that Thriftway. They were like box boys. Yeah. And... Uh, Melvin got busted uh, stealing Christmas trees out the back. Like he would, <laughs> he would sell them to people and 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 just take it out to the back loading dock and yeah. load it in their car and just take the cash and wouldn't yeah. like just hustle Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he also um, apparently he never really shopped at the store, and his wife never shopped at the store. But he closed the store a lot, like at night. 
So I think he would just do a shopping at night and just not ring it up. Yes, so he was yeah. embezzling from the business. The, for the a refrigerator long time. looked good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he got caught, uh, uh, like you know, giving someone a free Christmas tree a in pocket of the money. Yeah. <laughs> and so for some reason, we uh, uh, jokingly uh, decided to call the band the Melvins for. Uh, for a day and then it stuck <laughs> and it was all to do with this guy who was a loser stealing christmas trees that's a perfect perfect <laughs> and so when you guys were a band, were there a bunch of bands in montesano no were there any N no uh well there was like bar bands like older dudes that would play like you know four 45 minute sets at the covers yeah, covers yeah. at the and maybe sneak in a you know an original right. But um, and we knew a bunch of those guys, and they would uh, they would sell us their used equipment that was great, and they would keep in pristine shape. Oh, really? And it'd be like yeah, <laughs> like this one guy I remember, uh, he was in some cover band and he had like a Marshall stack, like a nice perfect you know, 10 or 12 year old, whatever, JCM, whatever, right. whatever, Marshall stack. <laughs> yeah. he, he sold that for uh, for hardly anything and he bought a, a Sony or a Rockman. Of you know, the guy did. from uh, Boston. Yeah. And he bought Tom like a little PA and he played through this Rockman. <laughs> yeah. He got rid of his fucking Marshall. <laughs> and it's like, someone got him for a fucking great price, but, uh, he would sell us like guitar tuners and whatever he was done with. Going through. And getting the new technology or whatever. Yeah. So I would give him 20 bucks for a guitar tuner. <laughs> and um, oh, it's a good story. He had, a, <laughs> he had an Ibanez Flying V. Like yeah. the the old one that yeah. was like that looked too much like a Gibson, and I think Gibson actually sued him for <laughs> making mm -hmm. stuff so making stuff better than them. Right. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, he called it his baby. This is my baby. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> and he, uh, he he would wear a big belt and uh, with a big belt buckle and he'd take like a washcloth and like drape it over his belt buckle so he wouldn't scratch up the right. back back right. of his baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Buzz after a while just started calling him baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was because his that's handle. What he calls his guitar. And then he had a Les Paul that he put like a, a big plate, like a plastic pick guard on the back so his belt buckle wouldn't scratch it. And it's like, well, dude, you just put like four screw holes in the back of it. What's worse than like a belt <laughs> buckle? Jesus Christ! Didn't want the road rash from yeah. the belt buckle. Come on, that's like a. So yeah. Anyway, that's the uh, whatever the people we. Yeah, uh, those are the guys who are uh, uh, fellow musicians down in, in, in Montesano. Montesano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was that like so? I mean, you know, what grade are you guys in when you start the band? Ooh. Like about 15, 14, yeah. um, no, 15, 16, right when I started to learn to drive. What is that, like sophomore? Sophomore, junior. Yeah, yeah. freshman, sophomore. So, why, I mean, like, why did you start a band if there's nobody else other than those dudes, old kind of crusty fuckers? You know, like, what, what makes you, fuck it, we're going to, we, we should start a band. Um, like, were you musically inclined, like, did you... It's like you're out, you're out in the middle of nowhere and no one else is doing it and yeah. you start the Melvins. 
<laughs> I just kind of liked rock and roll and was into like, Kiss growing up and <laughs> Cheap Trick and Van Halen. And then um, Buzz moved to town <laughs> from Morton, Washington, which is a, even a tinier town than Montesano, because his dad uh, worked in the logging business, uh-huh. and uh, and he played guitar. And my friend that I went to grade school with, Mike Dillard, had a drum set and uh, had a little rehearsal room up above their garage that his dad built for him, that you couldn't really stand up in because it was like, <laughs> in the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could stand up right in the middle. <laughs> Just, but we'd hang out there and yeah. uh, whatever, rock out. And um, um, yeah, and those were the only two people that I really knew from high school that were <clears throat> that played music. Right. And so we just kind of hooked up or whatever. And, and Dillard's cousin, uh, Dave Parkinson, <laughs> he played bass at first. He had a, he had a bass and a little <laughs> shitty bass amp. And uh, and I had a guitar and a guitar amp, and that's how why we hooked up because it's like, oh, you have a Les Paul, because I bought a Les Paul gold top for like two hundred bucks from some guy in, uh, when I was in high school. I scrounged the money together, and so uh, all of a sudden the word got around that like, ooh, Lucan has a Les Paul. Let's invite him over <laughs> and have him join our band. Right, make us look good. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. After a while, uh, Dave would never show up to play bass, so Buzz was like, why don't you play bass? I'm like, oh, okay. So I'd grab Dave's bass yeah. and start playing bass. <laughs> how long did you guys do that before, like, so you're 15 or 16, how long did you do that before you, you play a show? Um, a couple of years. I mean, like, I don't know if it would be a, considered a real show, but it would be like, some fundraiser for the Sunshine Boys or whatever in Aberdeen where it'd be this like um, holiday event where like, you know, people would show up and tap dance and and they'd just do a live broadcast and have music people or whatever. <laughs> and and so, you guys? <laughs> so yeah, so we showed up and we like, we went in there and uh, um, earlier in the day to kind of suss it out and um, they didn't have a PA or anything. It was just all direct into the radio. And we're like, oh, well, fuck, we're not going to really be able to even hear ourselves. So we went back <laughs> and got all of our amps and a PA and set it up <laughs> in the room and just... <laughs> Live into the, onto the radio. Yeah, yeah. And that's just when uh, the Melvins were playing, like, really fast punk rock, you know, two minute songs, one in like the Ramones, one into the next. (laughs) And I remember the record, my mom recorded it on the radio and it was um, uh, the the commentators or the hosts or whatever, like we'd finish a song and they'd start talking and we'd (laughs) go Go laughing. And they're like, okay. And then after about four songs, they, they just like turned us off and they're like, oh, we're going to go back to some more traditional music that we play on this radio. And they played like, uh, uh, I don't know, a Barry White song right. or something. Right. Some, more, some more tap dancing. Yeah. 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 And now for the clog review. I, I see some like facility maintenance guy with the, with the power cord in his hand and you guys are like, oh, we're done now, I guess. It's like, 
That's awesome. But yeah, and, and and we just kept playing. I don't know. We played our whole set, <laughs> and then we were done. And then this other band comes in that was like the Aberdeen High School uh, gold band or jazz band or jazz band whatever yeah. but fucking crover was in in the band at the time and he really? <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't meet him till a few years later but he was like yeah man i saw you guys at the fucking that's know, a whatever the sunshine boys charity thing yeah. <laughs> he was quite impressed i guess but he was jealous <laughs> yeah yeah yep <laughs> And, and I remember he had really thick glasses. He did? <laughs> yeah. Like, like when yeah, he, he saw you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you remember seeing him? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he had like, you know, long blonde hair and these yeah. really thick glasses. He looked like someone from... Uh, Oliver? Yeah. From the... Yeah, Brady exactly. Bunch. Yeah, from... <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And Some said, uh, I'm like, who's this kid? Yeah. <laughs> but he played really loud in the orchestra. <laughs> well, we we didn't hang out much for uh, for what they were doing. Yeah. And, um, but like years later, or a few years later, um, or maybe not even a year later, but we were looking for a new drummer because... <laughs> Dillard was too involved with his girlfriend and his cars. And uh, we asked Nova Sellers, you know a few drummers in Aberdeen, don't you? So he took us around to a couple, to meet a couple of them. And, <laughs> and then we, we came across Dale. <laughs> That's the one. We'll take that Oliver looking motherfucker. And one of the ones was uh, the dude um, um, that was the first drummer in Nirvana. Um, Aaron? Oh, right. right. He wasn't Aaron Burkhart. Yeah, yeah. It (laughs) it wasn't. mustache. (laughs) Novoselic took him around to his house, and he was having a barbecue that day, and there was like a bunch of Aberdeen bros with their shirts off, and like, (laughs) (laughs) we're like, yeah, I don't know if if he'll fit in. (laughs) But he's a great drummer and a good dude. I've been friends with him for a long time. But (laughs) so when did you? So how did those? When do you meet Novoselic? When does that? When does that? Mm. Like, Mm. how does it go from Montesano? Where does that cross? Oh, that's a pretty good story. He worked at a taco time. <laughs> and the the the, men, the the menu, the one in Aberdeen, it had um like hyphenated spellings of like it'd have it say the word taco and then it would have it in parentheses like taco. Because <laughs> like, like phonetic, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I phonetically, I go. What they don't think we know how to pronounce taco? <laughs> We're so fucking dumb down here. This is for the Montesanans, obviously. Right. I mean, because I mean, I mean, you're not in Aberdeen yet. So, well, no, they, they, uh, the the taco time was in Aberdeen. Right, oh, okay, um, all right, my mistake. But it's ten miles away. Um, at the time, uh, Montesana didn't have any fast food places, and I think the only fast food place they have now is a Subway. Or a chub way. But uh, anyway, so a friend of ours, <laughs> a guy from Aberdeen that got kicked out of Aberdeen High School for setting a pipe bomb off <laughs> in the lunchroom, uh, he had to relocate and go to Montesano. Uh-huh. And he lived up the road from Buzz at his aunt's house. So uh, we befriended him. Obviously. Boomer. 
<laughs> that was his nickname. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> the, the pipe so, bomb guy. So he, wor- he, he worked at the Taco Time at the same time Nova Salitz did. And me and Buzz stop into the Taco Time one day in Aberdeen and Boomer's working there. And there's this weirdo tall guy in the back. And it was right around the holidays. And he's like singing really loud, uh, like Christmas carols, along with the, you know, whatever, the music that's being played. And we're like, who's that fucking nut back there? <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's my friend Chris or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He plays guitar. And so, like, we start talking and just become friends or whatever. Because we kind of had similar views. Yeah. And like, and so what? What? What year is that? Is it like, you're are you still in high school? Nah, this would have uh, been just after high school, so probably '84. Yeah, because I graduated in '83, so it was, I think I was out of high school at this point. Yeah, and was was Chris already in a band, or was he just? No, he was just around? some dude that played guitar, yeah. and that was um, uh, way into uh, communism. <laughs> and vegetarianism and that kind of I go Working I got a weird hippie guy yeah. who plays guitar that lives down here yeah. <laughs> so you guys are already a band and so when like when does how does how do the Melvins and Nirvana two of the most important bands of the 20th 21st century both come from the middle of nowhere how does that happen? <laughs> There's nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to fish and hunt <laughs> and watch football. Shoot guns. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which I did plenty of. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't, uh, by the time I got a driver's license, I'm like, and I'd go out and stay out late on Friday and Saturday nights. I'm like, I don't want to get up early and go hunting, <laughs> go marching around the woods in the rain with my dad and brother. <laughs> so, and then I got more into music. So, and did so. When did the when did you figure Melvin started playing, like outside? Like when were the when were your first like uh, not real gigs, but like when did you when did it start sort of like. When did you get a following? Like, when did you oh, get to Seattle? Wow, when did you get to Olympia? You know, like... <laughs> right. No, well, we played a few house parties around Grace Harbor um, that didn't go over too well. They just Why? saw us as a novelty. Oh. <laughs> yeah, look at these weirdos. <laughs> and play, play some CCR. <laughs> All right. All right. But, uh, now, our first real show was... Um, in Olympia, this uh, club that was opened up called the Tropicana, that I think it was a bunch of Evergreen students, and they'd have punk rock bands play through there and a lot. And that was where uh, some promoter dude from Seattle saw us at a show down there, so he started booking us at shows in Seattle. And had you already gone from the punk rock fasty thing to? kind of more what it turned out to at be at that point no we were still punk rock fasty yeah but we'd intermix a few slow songs here and there but uh soon after that we were uh really influenced by uh black flag side two of my war okay 
and Black Sabbath and you know, at the same time. And all of a sudden everything got like really slow. And all the all the all the kids that liked us were like, you know, flipping us off. Fuck you, play some fast stuff. Right. <laughs> it's like anybody can play hundred miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so is it mostly Sabbath that's like that's where the the slow you know yeah, there was other bands too that were like real kind of arty farty, uh, like slow, um, just droning on kind of bands. Like uh, there was a band called Gore, I think from Holland that uh, was similar. And then the Swans. Yeah. There was a record or EP or two that was just like really slow and <laughs> but yeah i think it had more to do with uh black flag <laughs> yeah. Yeah. side two when they started getting really slow yeah <laughs> but yeah kids hated it fuck you play fast again <laughs> like how did, did you did you like flip flip a switch like one show you're like doing the thing and then the next show you're no it was gradual mm-hmm Cause we always had like, you know, kind of slow drudging on songs that we would throw in here and there in between the, you know. Yeah, the machine gun stuff. <laughs> the, yeah, the hundred miles an hour. Right. <laughs> the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you figure when you, uh, when you, when you're not in, when you're not in the Melvins anymore, how long was it between when you were in the Melvins and when did you were any were you in any bands between the Melvins and Mudhoney? No, uh, there were side project things that we would do when I was in the Melvins that would just be friends that would come by our practice space that were friends of Dale's, and <laughs> we had like there was three or four different fucking you know just joke bands. Yeah. But, uh, Jamming. yeah, 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 just goofing around. But, yeah, other than that, no, it was pretty soon after, uh, I was ousted from the Melvins that, uh, Mark called me and said he was putting together, like, after Green River broke up, he was putting together, like, whatever, Mud Honey, or what ended up being Mud Honey. He's like, hey, you want to come up and jam? And I even, like, I remember the phone conversation. <laughs> I remember going, like, I go, yeah, man. Uh, I, I go, let's give it a try. I go, Dale might be looking for a job too. You need a drummer, and they're like, oh no, we already have uh, this guy Dan drumming or whatever. Meanwhile, I didn't know that like Dale was still hooked up with Buzz. I'm thinking like I'm trying to get Dale again. You're doing him a solid. <laughs> yeah. And he's already like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're already down in San Francisco. Um, uh, rehearsing songs and playing shows with uh, Buzz's new girlfriend that replaced me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> Even I think, after I uh, I called him on it. I think I saw uh, that uh, lineup uh, at the Central. I think I saw that Melvin's lineup at the Central. With Lori and... Uh, yeah, I think it, she was... I might have been at that show, too. It, that might have been a Mud Honey Melvin's show at the Central. Oh, I know we played with him a few times. Um... Yeah, because I was pretty bitter at first. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. Right. Because I even called him on it. I go, I heard Lori's uh, playing bass and you guys are uh, relocating to San Francisco. And he's like, 
No, man, I'm quitting the music business. If, if Dale wants to move down to San Francisco, that's up to him. Next thing I know, they're all living in the same house, and they're playing shows. And I go, you guys have already been fucking rehearsed. As the Melvins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you and, guys and have, Did you guys have records out already? You did, right? They're yeah, like a couple. Yeah, 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 an EP and an album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not like a project. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, because I... Because uh, I knew Buzz wanted to move to San Francisco because he was going out with Lori. And, uh, but I didn't know they were conspiring to, for her to take over as bass player. Because Buzz knew I didn't really want to move to San Francisco. And you probably didn't want to have sex with him. No. Yeah. No. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> that was, that was one, of, one of my things was like, hey, I got kicked out of the Melvins because I didn't have a pussy. <laughs> uh -huh. But, uh, so yeah, they moved down there or, or at the last minute. I'm like, well, I'd be willing to move down there if you want to relocate the band. And he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'm quitting the music business. I'm just moving down there for Lori. <laughs> Well, next thing I know, Dale's down there, and they're playing shows, and I'm like, "You motherfuckers!" Yeah. yeah and know. then I would like you know, berate them every once in a while on the phone when someone, you, you know, when you would get those um, phone uh, cards, phone cards, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stolen from some high school yeah. or library yeah, yeah. or whatever that was their their credit card. <laughs> I'd be somewhere like in Denver, <laughs> midnight, all drunk, and I'm like. I'm gonna fucking call Buzz. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that, <laughs> Give him a bunch of shit. Is that while you're on tour with Mudhoney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, still yeah. mad, and yeah, you're yeah. Mudhoney. It's like <laughs> fuck those guys. Well, at well least I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad, no, or I, yeah. I pine away. But every yeah. once in a while, I'm like, I need to let him know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, what was the? How long between when they moved and when Mark calls? Oh shoot! Probably well less than a year. Yeah, and and you knew Mark through just playing shows with Melvins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys played with the Green River and. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. And he was in Mr. Epp before that. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and who else was in that band? <laughs> Smitty, Joe Smitty Osborne was the singer, and Todd Y was a bass player, and. Um, Ah, oh, shoot. The drummer, he was a really good drummer. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. But he ended up uh, being in this band called Steel Pole Bathtub from, like, Montana. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, he moved out there. What was his name? Cat. Uh, anyway, <laughs> since the last time I've seen him, I've heard through mutual friends that <laughs> <laughs> he's a woman now. He's a, she's a she's a she's a she. It's a shim. Huh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was bald at the time. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he has hair. Or she has hair now. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I don't think it'd be fair if she had hair because <laughs> dudes don't get to have hair if right they're bald. <laughs> I want more hair. Uh, so like, and and the mud anything just sort of. Like, how badass was that? Like, from the get-go, sort of. It, it was never, uh, uh, we never had any, uh, um, 
intention of inclination to or, or thinking that we were gonna do yeah we'll get together and jam and write some songs and maybe put out a single that was about our uh, aspirations or whatever but then it just kind of caught on or whatever and well, plus mark and steve were like good friends with bruce pavitt yeah so that was a pretty much a straight door to like get a single out right excuse me and god because when i first started playing in bands in 1988 right at the end of there like mud honey was mud honey was like nirvana before nirvana was like mud honey was like everybody <laughs> talked about they didn't talk mother Lebon was whatever but mud honey <laughs> was like the band that was the coolest thing there was mm. uh mm. Like, I don't know, like, bands weren't really doing it to be, like you said, you were, you were going to put out a single. Maybe you could make a record. That would have been great. And you'd already... But yeah, it, that was, uh, yeah, that but, was the only real aspiration. Oh, well, maybe we'll put a record out. And it, it was really strange, like, to see, like, you know, just a couple years later, Alice in Chains is on MTV. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and touring with Van Halen. You know, and it's like, so like, like what, I mean, you guys were right there. And I just saw the documentary. We were just below the top four. Well, but, but before those guys got on the elevator, you were like a, a couple floors above them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? no, it's like, if it was going to happen to anybody, it seemed like it was going to happen to you guys. And what, and what was that like? You know, just what was it like what? that like people all paid fucking attention? Going from, uh, what do you mean, going from having Nirvana open for us to us having to open for Nirvana? Not, not necessarily that, because I, I mean... <laughs> like, I hey, go for it, boys. <laughs> enjoy. But the part where like they're opening for you and you guys are like, I mean, you guys were the top of the pyramid for the Seattle thing. I mean, Soundgarden was, they were always sort of older, it seemed like, or like more, more, uh, they'd are, yeah, they were that. They were, they were fishing to the metal crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Working up the audience. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> Let's Do <it>. dance. <laughs> Do it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, not to sidetrack. No, 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 no. I just, I just like, uh, God, I don't know. I'm not even sure what my question is. I mean, did you, I don't even really have a question. It was just that Mudheading was amazing. This, it was just, the, there were, you weren't doing it. Nobody was doing it to get famous, but you guys were like the first band that was sort of famous in the city. Like you were famous here. And, right. And then the world started paying attention. Right. And before Nevermind came out and before, you know, like every, like when you guys played that show in in London, the they fucking shit their pants, right? Well, yeah, that's that's due to the English press. <laughs> They're so weird. <laughs> they build everything up and make it so seem so much more spectacular than it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they don't like you, they cut you down. But um. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean I don't to put you on the spot. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's I don't super... know how to describe it. I was just kind of going along for the ride. That's been a fun ride, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm a kid from fucking Montesano. <laughs> Dude, well, that's that's sort of what I'm, you know, like, what the fuck? You're like, you know, like how, what year was it when, when that, that, uh, that was 88, that uh, UK show? The, the Lame Fest UK? No, it would have been 
89 or 90. Yeah, okay. 89, 90 sounds right. Because, yeah. yeah, we but we weren't a band until after 88, I think. Okay. <laughs> our, my first rehearsal with them was uh, on New Year's Day after I came up for a New Year's Eve show. Uh, it was Alice Cooper and Motorhead was supposed to be opening, but they got stuck up at the border or something and it ended up being Faster Pussycat. <laughs> I gotta watch Faster Pussycat. <laughs> Where was that? <laughs> at the, the Coliseum. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm guessing the Coliseum. Or the Key yeah. Arena or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it's called now. I, unless it's the uh, Mercer Arena. It was one of the big, the big sheds. But uh, I was, I ended up staying at a friend's house and, uh, and that was when I was, uh, I went and first rehearsed with them or jammed with them. <laughs> and I did, I knew Steve and Mark, but I didn't know Dan. And they picked me up in a car and there's this guy in the back, that's the drummer. That, but I, And I'd seen his bands before. He was in this band, Bundle of Hiss. Right, it was like a right. real kind of new wave band. <laughs> I remember like <laughs> laughing about him. <laughs> and, then, and then there's and, Dude. Yeah, I get in the back seat of the car, and he's wearing a beret. And he's like, hey, how you doing there, mister? And I'm like, oh, I know you. <laughs> and but, but we became fantastic friends. Yeah. <laughs> Until he started snoring too much. <laughs> oh, did you have to room together? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't stand rooming with anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm stuck with Dan. I'm stuck with the snore. And he's like... <laughs> 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 he needs a CPAP. Yeah. Does he have one now? He might. Yeah. I know right. his, uh, so, him and his wife have separate rooms. <laughs> like one will go sleep in the other one because yeah. he's snoring so loud. But yeah. now that they have three kids, maybe they don't have yeah. an extra room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe he doesn't sleep either. <laughs> I don't think he... <laughs> I'll admit it now. Uh, um, I would hate for him to know, but um, that was kind of like... I, I came to my wits end. I'm like... I go, I don't like rooming with anyone else except Dan, and I can't sleep because he snores so fucking ba bad. <laughs> I got to quit this band. <laughs> that, that was the end of the story. Really? Is, that how, <laughs> is that really how he, is that what it, okay, all right. No, it wasn't really. <laughs> but I would do things, because he's fucking deaf. And, uh, he's a drummer, man. Yeah, yeah. So Those cymbals are loud. And it's so he can't hear anything. So he cranks the TV up to 10, and he props up all these uh, pillows, uh, you know, behind his head in the hotel bed. TV's, uh, you know, cranked way up, and he <laughs> falls asleep. And I'm like, motherfucker. I got, he's got all the lights on. The TV's blasting. And he's fucking snoring away, having a wonderful time. He's having a great time. And so, uh, so one of my tricks is, because uh, <laughs> he'd leave the curtains open and shit and whatever. So I'd go and close the curtains, but I'd leave the one part open so the sun would come <laughs> right down right. his face right on in the morning. Good morning. Good morning, buddy. <laughs> Who opened the curtain? <laughs> I made a couple of videos of him fucking snoring away. And <laughs> I should... I should try to digitize them and then put them on Instagram <laughs> just to shame him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Did I? Uh... No, no. Those are the good stories. That's the good stuff.
what do you have a favorite tour you guys did? Mm. Or favorite band? Like, did you did you guys open for a lot of bands? Yeah. Well, Sonic Youth took us on tour like early on, and that was like that was good because uh, they were good people and um, and exposed us to a lot of people. Yeah. But um, I don't know. My favorite favorite tour. Like, did you get to go on tour with any heroes? Like, you know. No, not really. Um, we <laughs> we did this uh, festival tour in Australia, and um, like Iggy Pop and Nick Cave. And I was never much of a fan of Nick Cave. I always made fun of him, but the rest of the band liked him. I'm like, hey, fucking bir- I hate the fucking birthday party, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, no, we did this tour called The Big Day Out oh, yeah. in Australia. And it was like, there was a lot of cool bands and I got along with most of them. And uh, um, that was probably the funnest. But it was like, it was like Sonic Youth, Iggy Pop, The Beast of Bourbon. I don't know if you're familiar with them. <laughs> They're an Australian band. But uh, uh, there was a few others. Anyway, it was just a fun time. Because, yeah. like, hey, you're down in Australia getting drunk and blah, blah, blah. And we'd usually play pretty early in the day. Because there was, a, oh, oh, the cramp. I think, no, the cramps weren't involved with that one. That was a different one. Anyway, um, we would play early on, so. Once we were done, we would just hang around and watch the other bands yeah. and get wasted. And uh, um, uh, Mark, knowing that I wasn't a big birthday party or Nick Cave fan, he uh, he said one day he looks over and like, because the backstage area was back in this field and there, and there was long grass beyond. And he looks over and he, he sees me and Nick Cave rolling through the grass like wrestling and fighting. Ouch. <laughs> and Mark, Mark's like, what the fuck? Is he kicking? Matt fucking attacked Nick Cave? No, Nick Cave attacked me. He just came running over and grabbed me and we went rolling through the grass. I'm like, okay. Because I, I wrestled in high school. So I'm like, all right, dude. You want to play? You're going to lose. <laughs> and he did that to me a couple of times on that tour. And uh, there was one time, there was, I guess, some TV cameras from a local TV show. This is like out in Perth or something that were like, yeah, whatever, doing some uh, interviews, with, uh-huh. you know, the <laughs> local event. And uh, I guess they were <laughs> like, Nick Cave attacked me. I grabbed him, threw him to the ground. <laughs> and I'm just jamming my elbow in his face. And uh, his bandmates I, had to pick me up off of him. <laughs> but it's all lit up. And it's like this. It's fully lit. <laughs> you should have oh. made him tap out. You should have made him tap out. <laughs> Say, uncle. <laughs> Say you like to eat red carpet. <laughs> and since then, I've become a, a huge Nick Cave fan. All right, but, so uh, I, I'm just curious. So, like. You play, you're hanging out watching the bands, you're drinking, and then like Nick Cave is, I, I, are there words first? Yeah, yeah, or does why he did, just like, does he, did he T-bone you? you? Does he like sideblind you? How does that happen? No, sideblind him. He just, like, <laughs> he just comes running and yeah. just tackles me and I, we go rolling. <laughs> and you, had, you, had you guys met? Um, before then? Yeah. Uh, bef- like, we, had, you inter- had there been any interaction? No, 
Not really. I mean, we were on the same bill a couple of times before that, but uh, I don't remember any <laughs> actual, like, you know, hey, yeah. my name's Matt, you know, my name's right. Nick, whatever. He just came at you. He just came Guns at blazing. Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <He's> like, <laughs> so there's, was that like a tour, like, a, like the whole uh, festival went around together? Like multiple stops in Australia? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I think it was only like four or five. Cause only that's all the, yeah, that's all, yeah. Cities. yeah right. But, uh, before that we, um, uh, played a couple of shows up on the, the North, like gold coast area where it was just, uh, uh, Iggy pop and the beast of bourbon and us. Yeah. And that was kind of a, whatever pre-shows before the festival started. Right. <laughs> and he just attacks you. The haircut attacks you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, me and Dan got to be good friends with Jerry A, though, from uh, Poison Idea. Yeah. Because he was, he did something with the band The Hard Ons. Like, yeah. he did a record with them. So, like, he'd go out and do half their set, like, sing half their set. So he was just hanging out in the same hotel we were. <laughs> Dude loves the drink. Is this in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he doesn't know anybody down there. So we run into him in the lobby or whatever. He's like, hey, you want to come by for some drinks? <laughs> Me and Dan would just yes. sit there and get wasted with him. <laughs> and you, you'd never met him before either? Um, no, not really officially. I'd seen Poison Idea a few times yeah. before that. But um, yeah, no, I never really got to hang out with him. Yeah. And he was, <laughs> he was telling me and Dan, you know, he's... Because he's kind of a, a larger person. Mm -hmm. Him and Tom Pegg, the guitar player from uh, Poison Idea. Yeah. Apparently, um, they had such a high tolerance for alcohol, and they were so big <laughs> that, like, drinking, it would take them all day. Just to get there? <laughs> to get drunk. Yeah. So they started doing, like, brandy enemas. Whoa. <laughs> they were way ahead of the curve on that, right? I guess the kids do that now. <laughs> Is that, is that something? They, they fill tampons with vodka and stick them up their ass. Because I, it's like, you don't have to, they do that to go to the, the school dances now. Oh, because yeah. Because they, they don't stink like booze. Right, yeah. Well, uh, what? Sorry. No, it's all fine. That's I a just, lot of work. I'm not making it up. No, I, I am. See, I knew you weren't because you, <laughs> Why you would couldn't, you? you know, so, right. Yeah. So. No, I mean, but you, if you think about it, it was a lot of work to get drunk before school dance before. Uh, it was yeah, it was pretty easy. But I mean, you'd have to like, but you'd have to not stink when you pay for your ticket. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, that's when you drink vodka, up. right? Yeah. And then eat peanut butter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought about that. That'd Apparently, peanut butter masks so the uh, alcohol. So they were they were doing brandy enemas. <clears throat> were they giving them to themselves? Or they probably have yeah, to yeah, yeah, give yeah, them to each themselves, other. yeah, or, or maybe each other. I don't know. He just said he's like, yeah, you get fucked up real fast, right? Straight into <laughs> the bloodstream, baby. Yeah, yeah. He goes, it's the most uh, efficient, um, absorbing oh. membrane in yeah, yeah, the body, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, your rectum. I <laughs> Well, suppositories. What, man? That's, uh, I, 
accurate. I'm just trying accurate. to visualize it for some horrible reason. I'm not know. sure why. You can probably just stop that now. Like, <laughs> some big overweight guys no, I know. jamming some pipe up there. <laughs> maybe maybe they called Boomer <laughs> from the old days to help out. Uh, oh, God, too good. <laughs> We could try that one time here. I mean, if we get popular, uh, well, we'll do that. We at, we'll popular, do that at the Three Trees Studio <laughs> facility. Yeah, maybe not at the Moore Theater. <laughs> Take an anima. Yeah, we're way too a brandy classy. Anima. Yeah, we're way too classy for that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they. I think that's actually against the law in this. It is. This, uh, it this is. county. Which is probably best. How many times have you been? Uh, put in Instagram in jail. In Instagram jail. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Oh. How many? <laughs> well, I just had one taken down last night. Was that the one? Before, of my ass. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, it stays up for a day or two, and then it's like, oh, we've... Uh, um, <laughs> we've decided. <laughs> yeah, we've decided this is... <laughs> This uh, violates our social, uh, our community, whatever rules. Yeah. Um... It's, that one wasn't very subtle. No, no. That one. No, and, I, and it's never really anything that's, like, sexual, but it's no, like it just shows no. some body parts that you're not supposed to apparently show. I, I think but, the reason they, they kick you off is not because they're sh you're showing it, but the way you show it makes people wonder what the picture is and stare at it for about five minutes until you realize, well, wait, those are feet, so that must be... Oh, my God! Damn it, it's a penis! Can't you just... If you... Dude, it's fully Where's Waldo. You got me on the last one. Where, where I don't even know what was down in that hole. It was like kind of like... It looked like some sort of old sink down in a downstairs, and, and you're standing... Like, and it took me oh, a long time to... Oh, it's the siding of my house. Is that where I'm you get the little, you get the little weird waddle, like the little, and I'm just like, what? what uh, right, can't, oh, that's gonna, that's I the mean, only thing I can get away with now. It's like penis. where I cover up my head and just yank out my shaft and yeah, take a picture. Yeah. But it's just like this much it, of the middle of it, so it's like right. it's sort of like the thing in a in a, in a, the Hangover movies. What is that? Is that a spider's nest? Is that a what is that? Is that a is that a bite of some sort? It's like I feel like I feel like if you label it art, they couldn't take it down. Totally right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's my thing. Yeah. It looks like art. Right it up until could, the fact that... It could be a stick <laughs> that I'm just jamming in my pants or something. Totally. But, uh, right. Totally. But yeah. yeah, no, I get upset about... Um, uh, like, I'm posting art, and they keep yanking it down. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are posting all this hatred. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Spewing fucking, yeah. you know. Nobody. And I go, how come that gets uh, by, but... Um, but my lovely ass doesn't. Yeah, the hatred the <laughs> hatred will fly, but a little bit of crack isn't you're gonna shut it down. I wanna I, I don't think I don't think that um I don't think that Steve's had the honor. Oh no. Yeah. I like to push the envelope. It's awesome. Well this last one <laughs> this, <laughs> I'll is tell it you what, I'm gonna, is it still on here? If you find that, I'm definitely going to put my glasses on for it. Oh, I love, and I loved, I love, like your your Bernie meme was the best one of all. Oh, Bob sent me that. Dude, I, so I don't know how to fucking do I don't, Photoshop. I don't, it's this. It's this right here, Steve. This is the where's that one. 
Like I can't, I still oh, can't tell. <laughs> what the hell is, is, are these stairs or is that siding? No, that's siding. That's siding, okay. That's, that's the side of my so house. Look, so right here, take my... this, take it. Take it and look at it until you figure out what it is. It's like you can't, I couldn't really figure it out. Couldn't really figure it out. I'm like, oh, you got me. <laughs> It's <laughs> exactly the look. Show, show. I gotta see this. Show Dan. It sneaks up on you. Yeah, it sneaks up on you. It's like, where's Waldo? It's totally like, where's Waldo? And I knew. I sort of knew. I sort of knew. I'm like, I. I shouldn't stare. I shouldn't stare. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's too because you're like, you know. At first, I'm like, I'm know. like, why is this so controversial? And then you're like, oh, it's like, it's like and your eyes are really wide open because you're trying to figure out what it is, and then you get a full double eyeball. Oh, too good of the of the angry inch, you know. Oh, too good. Yeah, now I play around to see uh, see how long those last up on uh, social media before they get yanked down. Yeah, yeah. If anybody, but, if anybody needs to, go ahead. I, I think only two times I've been permanently Twice. removed, <laughs> um, where they just shut down my whole account. Yeah, um, and it's usually because a picture that I put up and they yank down, and then as soon as I have access to post things again, I put the same picture. You put up. it right back up, <laughs> and then I just keep doing it. Because fuck it. them. And then they're like, "Yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> it's, this guy isn't learning anything." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sweet, I got kicked off my Instagram again. I'm going to give you an Instagram timeout. <laughs> Fuckers. If anybody wants to see it, it's, it's at Matt Luke and Good. I, go, I don't think it's anything I can get arrested for. No. So I'll just keep fucking. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. The ass wasn't that bad. <laughs> right, I know. Dude, I see uh, like lingerie ads Dude. and stuff that like uh, expose more than I do. Yeah. And they're yeah. they're sponsored and they're up there, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I <laughs> I just find them funny. I don't give a fucking shit about fucking social media. There's a song named after you. Oh, <laughs> so fucking killer. Like I don't even care what band it, it is, that, but there's a song named after you. And so how does how does that happen? <laughs> uh, I remember uh, me and my friend Pear. We're uh, hanging out at my house, getting high and drinking beer. And Vetter calls me up. And it was during the, the stretch where there was this stalker chick that was uh, stalking him. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't want to go home or whatever. He's like, hey, can I come by your place for a bit? And I'm like, yeah, come on over. We're just getting high. <laughs> whatever. So he comes over and he sits on the couch and he's sitting there with his notebook. <laughs> and me and Perry carrying on. And uh, he was talking, uh, or it was right after uh, uh, that song, Spin the Black Circle, uh -huh. which I think is on Vitology or something. One uh -huh. of the, and I'm, I'm bitching at him. I go, you guys finally wrote a rock song. <laughs> <laughs> I go, now you need to cut about four minutes off the end of it. And make it a nice little tight fucking, you know. Number. <laughs> number. So I think that's what inspired him to, uh -huh. to write that song. But um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Every once in a while I get a text from him. He's like, yeah, we did a show in uh, blah, 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 Cincinnati or something. There was a lot of Lucan signs in the yeah. crowd. <laughs> that is so cool. Because the song's about hanging out in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, uh, um. 
and it's in the minute, it's like yeah, a minute him, and forty seconds es- long, right? Him escaping his uh, <laughs> his stalker and like coming over and hanging out and hiding out of my house, yeah, from her. But like, uh, yeah. And then I remember one night, uh, I think my friend Ross from the Cosmic Psychos, mm-hmm. Australian dude, was in town. Who's <laughs> good friends with Matter as well, <laughs> but. Um, he was in town and they were playing like at the Coliseum or Key Arena or something. <laughs> sends me a text and invites me down to the show. And I go to Ross, I go, you want to go downtown and see Pearl Jam? And he's like, man, I'm pretty good in your kitchen. So <laughs> we just stayed in my kitchen and drank beer. And after the show, Vetter showed up, him and his wife at the time, Beth, came by my house and were sitting around drinking beer. And uh, it was after two at one point. And um, uh, so we were out of beer. And uh, uh, Vetter gets on the phone and calls because he had some off-duty cops uh, being security guys at his oh, house because yeah, yeah. of the, the stalker thing. chick. Yeah. <laughs> and so he has one of the cops go in his house and grab a bottle of vodka <laughs> and bring it Run over it up. to my house. Oh, yeah. You got people on the pay. Well, that dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember telling him, uh, I go, I go, dude, I go, you got this problem now. I go, but uh, fucking 10 years. I go, you have a big bank account. And you won't have to worry about it. And he's like, I got to wait 10 years. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, whatever, dude. <laughs> Why not? Like, yeah, waited I, six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, but, uh, and then uh, now, you know, our mutual friend Todd. Mm. The loveliest man. Todd Crane? Yeah. The loveliest man in the world. (laughs) Is is he Bob Crane's uh, son? One of them. Hogan Zero. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He told me that. uh, Who ended up at your house? Is it Bradley Cooper? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right around Christmas. You know, the, uh, uh, the gigantic that? movie star, Bradley Cooper. Well, Ross comes to town. Who's Ross? Ross uh, from the Cosmic Psycho. Oh, okay. Australian right, 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 right. dude. Him and his wife flew to Vegas to get married and then <laughs> spent their honeymoon in, in my house. <laughs> so they came nice. up for a visit. So whenever Ross is in town, Vetter always shows up. All right. So anyway, uh, we're all in the kitchen uh, having beers and blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, at the time, I had this dog, Lexi, who was quite protective. And um, I had the front door open and just the screen door shut and Vetter and comes walking in. He's like, oh, this is my friend Bradley. And my dog just lunges at him. <laughs> and I grab her and throw her to the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever, come on in, blah, blah, blah. And uh, another friend of mine that I hadn't seen in like 20 years from Calgary was in town because uh, the uh, Phil- the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles were playing the Seahawks. Right. <laughs> and he was a big eagles fan so he was in town with his son who was like 18 and they came by he was like hey you want to you know hook up somewhere at a bar and i'm like "Eh, i'm kind of got a full house i go why don't you come by the house so he comes by and we're all kind of hanging out and uh everyone's (laughs) in the kitchen and um um 
the the 18 year old kid like i'm sitting in the dining room or whatever drinking a beer and <laughs> the kid goes like hey matt do you think it's okay if i uh take a picture of uh bradley and i go no no press no press <laughs> thinking like yeah don't be fucking popping off pictures and right. bum out my friend eddie right. Right. and then i go <laughs> Oh, wait, who? <laughs> who's Bradley? Yeah, who's Bradley? And he's like, oh, Bradley Cooper. He's standing in your kitchen. And I go, Hollywood's here? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's in the kitchen talking to Ross and uh, Ross's wife, who are from Australia. And she's asking him <laughs> what he's in town for. And he's in town, because he's from Philadelphia, he's in town for the football game. And she's like, where's Philadelphia? <laughs> and Ross is like, Oh, so what do you do? And he's like, oh, I just kind of been writing and, uh, you know, doing some, uh, some theater acting and blah, blah, blah. And Ross is like, oh, good on you, mate. He's like, yeah, the theater is where you really learn your chops and, uh, you know, good luck to you. Did Meanwhile, the guy's a total <laughs> fucking movie star at the time. Didn't, didn't. So he's, he's standing around my kitchen. No one knows who the fuck he is. But he loved it. But he loved it. Standing in your, standing in your kitchen got him ready for A Star is Born. Yeah. Got him ready for that role. Well, Todd was telling me that, like, you invited him over and he, like, waved it off. And you told him the next day that, that guy, like, Todd would have known who he was. Oh, Todd waved it off? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Todd would have probably been all into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was crazy. There was one time, I think it was a New Year's Eve. It was when I was, like, pretty settled in at home. I get a call from Vetter saying that, uh, yeah, having a little party over here. Uh, Ron Woods showing, because the Rolling Stones were in town. Okay. He's like, yeah, Ron Woods showing up and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Eh, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so, and I didn't go, and I'm like, I, and I regret it now. Maybe. <laughs> but, but I thought it would have been funny. I would have grabbed a couple of Rod Stewart records and yeah. brought them over, even though it would have been probably records that Ron Wood isn't even on. <laughs> but I, hey, can you sign these? <laughs> totally. How did you get to be like, how is Vetter such a guy who just calls you up? I don't know. <laughs> just happened? Because I don't bother him. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> he lives in the neighborhood, and it, yeah. it's fun to just hang out in my kitchen and drink beer. Yeah. That's killer. <laughs> yeah. He's just a guy drinking beer in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That must be really nice for him. Oh, dude. And I, yeah, probably. And I, uh,. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't treat him like a rock star. <laughs> I make fun of him the whole time. <laughs> he needs that. You and your fucking band. <laughs> right? But uh, um, um, uh, when I lost my phone about a year ago, I, uh, I lost his number. So I texted my friend Bob, who's a mutual friend. Bob Whitaker, by the way. Sure. <laughs> I go, hey, what's Vetter's number? So he texts it to me, and I write it down, and I put it in my phone, and I start texting the number. And, um, you know, just fucking with him or whatever, <laughs> you know, as I usually do, sending him a bunch of stupid pictures. And I get these texts back like, who is this? And I go, it's fucking Lucan. <laughs> I go, your worst nightmare, blah, 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 whatever. And then I realized, oh, shoot, wrong number. I, I typed <laughs> right, it in typed wrong. It wrong. <laughs> Please stop sending me pictures of your Johnson. <laughs> so the other, day, the other day with that Bernie picture that Bob had sent me, yeah. I went to forward it to Vetter, and uh, I forgot, and I just went straight to his name. 
And I'm sending him uh, that picture and a couple of other things. And I get back, like, who is this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> it's the same, wrong same wrong number. Yeah, yeah. Did we ever find out who that, who that number belonged to? <laughs> no, I don't know if it's a chick or a dude or a young kid or an should, old person. We should call that, should should call call that, that number. <laughs> you want to find out, we could call it right now. <laughs> we, got, we, got a, we got a thing where we can f- set your phone up. She pro- mm. They brought it. We could call them, find out who the hell they are. Should we try? Let's try it. Yeah. Let's definitely try. <laughs> I have to. I have to come over here to. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let me see. <laughs> let's, not, let's not call the right one. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> he's uh. He's listed under the Pope now. As opposed to his real name. So the guy that's his real name is the guy that, or the girl, or whoever. Dude, where the fuck is it? Can we, if, oh, we, if, we, if we get the person, can we tell them that they, that, how far off is the number? Uh, it's not very far off. It's just the last four digits are kind of flip-flop because right. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Less dick <laughs> I said, he's like, who is this? And I sent him a picture. <laughs> so should we call him and talk to him? Send him a picture of Freddy Krueger having a smoko. <laughs> Dude, should we? Is this an iPhone? Yeah. Oh, it's on the bottom. Yeah, you just plug it in the bottom. Flip it. There's a tab in the, in the middle of the bottom. There's a t- oh, sorry. It's my, it's my favorite feature on the oh, phone is little, uh, that little, little, little mechanical trap. Door. A little trap door. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Mike talked me into getting an iPhone when I had to get a new phone. Now, and I'm now, like, I don't know how it works. Now, we're sure this is, we're going to fire this up, right? We're going to just try them, see what the fuck. Right, give them a go. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> should we say? Maybe it's a she. Maybe it's a hot chick. Should we tell her? Should we tell the story? Uh, hey, hey, Jeff, you got to... What do you need? At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang... Oh, Oh, she's got me... She or he's got me blocked. Yeah. Right, right. (laughs) What? She's had enough of you, man. What? (laughs) Someone almost found out their their phone number is almost exactly the same as Ed Ved's. (laughs) Oh, and I got... (laughs) What else did you send him? Shark repellent. <laughs> what is it? Oh, I can't what are you looking at? Shark repellent. What are you looking at over there? Oh, it's shark repellent. <laughs> it's like literally shark repellent. Yeah. It's, oh, a, okay. it's a bag of pellets that apparently are like. Will kill a shark or something? Well, it, 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 it makes like a, a dark cloud to where the, oh, it's like the a, sharks okay. can't it's, find you. Okay. So you can get away. Oh. It's it's uh, what do they call those uh, evasive measure evasive yeah countermeasures? <laughs> I got one of those from my boss the other day, um, and I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with shark repellent? He gave that to you? <laughs> yeah. Where did he get it? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he bought like a case of it <laughs> to, to give them to randoms. I guess. I bet I don't you don't know. have one of these. It's like, it's like a door prize or something when you <laughs> totally, like, totally. Totally. He was probably drunk. <laughs> My friend Mike bought a Peloton bike the other night when he was all drunk on the phone. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> he's thinking he's never going to use it. Yeah. I gotta have it. I got. Then I'll be skinny. 
Dude, they're that, that's uh, like well, five he has big lost ones. about seventy pounds over the past year, so he doesn't oh, look quite trim. Oh, good. But um, yeah, now that all the gyms are closed, shit. He started running. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is a good one. He's got a couple of dogs, and he pays for dog walkers. And then pays to go to the gym to work out. And I go, dude, why don't you just fucking walk your dog so you can fucking work out instead of paying for both? Pay, pays for a treadmill. He's all, it's a different kind of workout. And I'm like, whatever, okay. dude. All right. If you say so. Dude, I don't work out. I'm fucking tired after work. Yeah. But maybe I'm lucky that I have a physical job. Yeah, damn, you're skinny. You know how, how do you how do you stay skinny and drink beer? I don't know. You're lucky with it. You must have a I, metabolism it, thing. Yeah, some metabolism uh, genetics. Yeah. Yeah, Bob used to give me shit. He's like, dude, <laughs> you wouldn't look this good if <laughs> it's all metabolism. Or it's all uh, uh, genetics. If your dad didn't look so good, you would, you know, you'd have to work out to look as good as you do. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> but I don't, so fuck it. Yeah, it's a gift. Yeah. Well, it's plus I'm don't busy all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I try to eat and get fat, but <laughs> now that I'm after over fifty. I notice my gut's kind of hanging over my belt a little bit. And I'm like, mm, should you, I worry about that? How old are you? 56. Dude, your, your gut's not hanging over your belt. Right. You want to see a gut hanging over your belt? I can show you. I, got I used one. to have a six-pack. Well, I got now, I got, now it's a little soft. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. It's, a, it's a sign of uh, <laughs> being comfortable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, get up on that thing. Hello. Hey. Yeah, there he is. There he is. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Lucan has arrived. <laughs> I just arrived. Uh, good to be in town. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> when I was, um, I don't know, years ago when the, that band, the Cosmic Psychos from Australia, yeah. first came to town and I had a couple of them in my car and I'm like, Oh, driving down like First Avenue. <laughs> and Billy the drummer's like rolling down his window and hanging out, <laughs> saying hello to all the women. He was like, Hey, Bill Walsh, uh, just arrived from Australia. How you going? <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Fuck, dude, don't bring fucking attention to my car. <laughs> I don't have tabs, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me, I got my tabs in the mail the other day, and I got to get them on before the end of the month. <laughs> and it was only $800. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Dude, what happened to the $30 tab? God. Where did those go? Taxes. And fees. Excise, so yeah. So, like, at one point, uh, Matt, I saw a picture of Mark Arm in a Hawaiian shirt, and he was dancing with Charo. And were you potentially on that <laughs> gig? Were you, in the, were you in the Mud Honey lineup when Charo graced the show? I wasn't in the building. I was across town, but it was uh, in Las Vegas, I think, from what I recall. He went and saw like a Charo show <laughs> after. She didn't get up with Mud Honey. Huh? She didn't get up with you guys. No, 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 no. He, he was no, over no. there. No, I think they were, <laughs> yeah. they were just kind of like doing the tango together, and I saw this like, you know, really large, glossy, full color picture of it, and I'm like, 
That's so cool that you're dancing with Charo. Charo. I, 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 I think like, it was one of those, you know, where you uh, like go on a cruise or whatever and you get your picture taken when you walk off. Right. I think it was one of those kind of things where you get your picture taken with Charo. <laughs> so Mark spent the five bucks or whatever. But, and what I loved is Charo's like, She's like, oh, my God, it's Mark Arm from Mud Honey. You <laughs> just see it in her eyes, and I'm like, this is so cool. But she, is she like a wax thing, or she really, it was really her? No, it was really it was her. her. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. it was her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a wax museum thing at and all. And she still She's looked like, pretty good. She did. She, she did. was just Charo. She can look good forever. Yep. Yeah. I don't understand how she could play the guitar with those long fingernails. <laughs> it seems like it, it would be impossible. It's like against the law of physics. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't really playing the guitar. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's the reality. Oh. Yeah. oh. Like, like somebody's Elvis. behind the Stage Ignore the guitarist or, yeah. behind the curtain. Right. Yeah. Okay. Totally. We're going to get sued by Charles people entertainer. now. She's an entertainer, yeah. not a guitar player. Yeah. She just looks good handling the guitar. <laughs> Uh, dude, her hips look pretty good in that picture from what I remember. <laughs> do they? Yeah, she's she's doing the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do you remember was the, was Charo performing? It wasn't like a random Charo sighting. Yeah, no, I think she was performing and and, and he went and I chose to <laughs> go back to the hotel and eat pizza with Dan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was out and about. Yeah. <laughs> Urge Overkill was playing uh with us as well, so I think um they were probably out and about in their in their fancy <laughs> fancy lad wear. Velvet jackets, like let's uh -huh. go out on town. Yeah, we're in Vegas. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember playing some show with them where they were opening up and uh we were sharing the same dressing room and they were uh uh I could hear them in the bathroom doing vocal exercises you know kind of stuff and I'm like how fucking gay is that <laughs> I got them fucking warming up fuck man just step out and um Right. That's and after a while, I realized, oh, yeah, maybe it is, uh, maybe it is important, <laughs> important to do a little, because I remember playing some show, it was like an outdoor show, where we were opening for Sonic Youth, and it was on a beach, and uh, kids were dancing around, and it was just nothing but dust, and I'm breathing dust, and um, I step up to the mic to do my first uh, back shift of backup vocals and all that was coming out was like <laughs> and I'm like ah oh, shit maybe I should have done some vocal exercises and I turn around and I'm like I need a drink of beer and someone had stolen my fucking six pack of beer oh, off the stage oh, man. and I was like oh it's dead in the water that's, that's low blow you can't even go replace it yourself and you can't fight someone off of your beer yeah yeah, it yeah. was. Who it was. Steals? You're sort of doing something. You're sort of occupied here. Yeah. It was the band that opened for you guys, and they were like loading out, and they were like, "Yoink!" Thank uh -huh. you. Oh, thank you very much, Mister Lucan. Enjoy your set. <laughs> and then I bitched Bob. I go get me some beer, and he's like, oh, "Fuck you! <laughs> go I got things to do. <laughs> you go get some beer." <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> Dude, for. Uh, 
uh, Whitaker was definitely a good tour manager, but um, he wasn't very helpful. <laughs> as a roadie? <laughs> yeah. Well, as a roadie or as anything, I'd ask him for something. He's like, fuck you, you go do it. But he'd take oh, care of most business. But like, yeah, I need to add someone to the guest list. And he's like, well, you walk up to the front door and put them on the guest list. And I'm like, well, I don't want to. That's good work if you can get it. it. <laughs> that's, that's crazy how he's able to. Oh, oh and we'd let him get away with that's it because I mean. he was a friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like oh. yeah, fuck you. It's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know how he treated uh, REM because he worked for them for a lot of years. So he must have kicked, kissed their ass way more than he kissed our At ass. At least a little bit more. <laughs> he, well, by that point, you figure he's probably got a runner to do the stuff that he doesn't want to do that they ask him to do. Yeah, he just got to count money at the end of the evening. <laughs> right. As long as you go to So, like, accounting. he was uh, like tour accountant for REM and then came down and hung out with you guys? Huh? What? Nope. No, he no. <laughs> no, no. No, he was our roadie, and then he was our tour manager. Then he became our manager, and then like when we kind of started splitting up, or when I quit, he quit Mud Honey at the same time. But like, got hired as uh, the tour manager for REM. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on, <laughs> and it was when Peter Buck lived in town, and he was on uh, a salary or whatever. So when they would uh, not be on tour and Bob would be in town, Peter Buck would call him up and like, "Hey, could you build some uh, raised beds and <laughs> Just put them to work? Garden for yeah, and put them. Yeah, yeah, right man. <laughs> or get, babysit my get daughter. Get to work, slacker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he'd be on call the whole time, and I'm like, that must be great to be, uh, you know, whatever on salary. <laughs> but it's like, he's like, yeah, well, I got, I get calls in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden I gotta go over and babysit some kids. I just put a nail through my thumb, <laughs> swinging a hammer. Uh, is he still doing that? What is Bob? He? Yeah. No. Well, now that, now that uh, REM is uh, retired. Oh yeah. Uh, he did. Uh, he did some tours with some bands, tour managing, like the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and some other bands. Nico Case. Yeah. I think that there might have been some issues with him not getting paid as much as he was supposed to, but. But he hates it. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go on the road anymore. But he does it because it's the only thing he's really qualified. It's a skill set. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good work. Again, it's good work if you can get it, man. Yeah. Well, he owns enough property that he can just uh, get revenue from that because he owns a business or a building in uh, Republic uh, in Eastern Washington, All right. where there's a brew pub. Oh, great. So I think he makes dough from that. Plus, I think he owns all of his property outright. Yeah. Um, so all he's got to pay is tax. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he bitches about, I don't have any income. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any outgoing either. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Yeah. So you're sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'd love to be in your You position. don't need income if you don't have outgoing. <laughs> I'm... I'm stoked. I think we're... Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A second. Matt, that's it. That's all we do. You don't want me to punch somebody? Uh, Rick. <laughs> Rick. Can we get our... 
I didn't know that was on the table. If you're into punching people, we we got a we got a small line of people out front who like after are, after your workouts with Nick Cave. I don't. I feel intimidated, so I don't want to really. Uh, yeah, well, just that's awesome. So I think uh, after you punch somebody, we'll say this has been Seattle today. Yeah. <laughs>